Hey, welcome to Outspoken Noir, a living and evolving archive of Black lesbian coming out stories. The stories featured on this podcast are of Black folk who currently or have previously identified as lesbian. I'm Courtney, the founder of this archive and host of the interviews you'll be listening to. First, make sure to follow us at Outspoken Noir on Instagram for updates regarding open calls as we will be looking for new coming out stories on a rolling basis. Some background about the first handful of stories featured in these first episodes. They were recorded in fall 2020, just after what some refer to as BLM Summer, following the George Floyd murder and subsequent protests. You'll hear some references to this. You'll also recall the rise of Zoom in early COVID times, which is how these stories were recorded. The audio quality is definitely giving Zoom at times, but overall you should be able to understand everything. Transcripts will be available on OutspokenNoir.com. Special thank you to these initial guests for being in the first wave of Outspoken Noir interviews. Now let's get into the interview. This interview is with Aisha Shaw, pronouns she, her, and based in Atlanta at the time of this interview. At the time, Aisha was a long-distance truck driver, and we recorded this interview in fall 2020. Oh, welcome to Outspoken Noir. Today we have Aisha Shaw. Hi, Aisha. Hello. Hi, and thank you for being here. Um, Aisha is like super cool and sitting in a semi-truck right now (laughs) (laughs) while doing this interview so um that's the first so um I just want to kind of first of all let people know that your pronouns are she her so that's how I'll be referring to you during this interview um and we're really just going to get started by jumping right in so um why don't you go ahead and tell me um when I say, like, tell me about your coming out story, feel free to interpret that however you want and just go ahead and kind of talk us through it. Absolutely. Um, well, my coming out story, I did that at work, which is kind of the worst idea because it's, <laughs> it's a super, like, intimate and emotional conversation to have with, um, sure. with your parent. So um, oh, you I had a coming it. out with your parent at work. At work, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I meant to your coworkers. Okay. Yeah. They knew. They knew. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. It was just expressing that moment to my mom. Um, mm-hmm. But we worked at the same, um, for the same employer, just different, different um, positions. So uh, I got to work that morning and it was just weighing heavily on my mind. I couldn't get it off. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking of a way to to tell her so I took a moment I talked to my supervisor and I was like look I have to do this like I have to take this break I gotta go talk to my mom because like I feel like once you get to your coming out part of your life Mm -hmm. you are already exposed at some point or in some way so by by that point right Mm. I I was on my third girlfriend so it was just like (laughs) I had to get it out there because the rumors were spreading and I was just like, look, I, I got to tell my mom. So I walk up to my mom and I start, you know, explaining everything to her. I'm like, I'm gay and, you know, I have a girlfriend and this girl that's been over our house multiple times. This is actually my girlfriend. It's, it's not a mm-hmm. friendship. And <laughs> this whole time I'm just crying, like crying, 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 crying. And my mom's just like, okay. she's like nonchalant with it because basically she told me that you know she's always felt that I was uh was gay um so it was it was definitely more of a moment for me rather than her because 
I couldn't pull it back together after that moment we shared. I had, I ended up having to leave work. It was, I was too much for me. <laughs> but it sounds like she took it well. She did. She did. She took it well. Um, but as I mentioned, by the time I got to that part in my life, I was kind of already exposed. So. So can you tell me then about how it affected you? Because you said that she was basically okay with it. Right. But you, you were so emotional that you had to go home. So <laughs> how did that feel for you um, in that moment? Um, just like a weight off of your chest, really, when you're holding something that really bothers you that you're not free. I felt compressed, just holding those motions and being compressed and not being able to be myself. So I felt like um, that after I, after I released that, it was definitely just like, a, I felt free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, and so what happened after that? <laughs> Did anything change? <laughs> I like, you tell your mom, how, you know, you go home, you kind of collect yourself, you're feeling free. I mean, did that shift anything for you? It did. You know, I was able to be my, be in my skin like 24 seven and not be ashamed of who I am and not hiding, um, my, myself from from my mom and then after that you know we we spoke to um my siblings I have two brothers two older brothers and one older sister so we explained it to them and they were very receptive of uh of my identity my new identity (laughs) my brothers definitely cracked some horrible jokes some lesbian (laughs) jokes (laughs) but all in all it was it was all good they let me know they gave me that comfort as far as like we'll let people talk about uh excuse me we won't let people talk about you mm-hmm. we can do that and have those moments together <laughs> but yeah we won't let other people converse right. about you in a negative way and I and that was like super dope to me yeah um where are you in terms of like birth order with your brothers like are you um, great mm-hmm. um, oh no your birth order so like are you youngest oldest middle I'm the baby Oh, you're the baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm the baby. So, of course, everybody's like super protective over me. And my brothers, I think for my oldest brother, it was harder for him. But now we have the closest relationship. And maybe my, my, um, the, my brother that's two years older than me, for him, uh, he always makes like, strange jokes that I don't agree with but um well not really joking but I always I know that for sure I want to have kids with another woman and I want to be married to another woman and I don't think that he agrees with that as much right so he doesn't he's not too open with my partners yeah okay okay um and so I want to go back to something you said um earlier, you were saying that um, you feel that by the time people come out, often it seems to be the case that, like, people already knew uh, before, maybe before you even reckon it with yourself. Is that what happened to you? Like, you, did you come out to people and they were like, yeah, girl, or like, <laughs> or yes. a discovery process for everybody? Yeah, it was, it was very obvious for me. Um, like I said, it was my third girlfriend by then. 
And I really felt connected in that particular relationship, which is why I decided to come out on that relationship because the first two were kind of like experiment experiments for me. So, um, I wasn't for sure if I was gay. So I had to, I needed that confirmation before I came out. And, um, so experiments in the sense that you were still like getting your footing in terms of how you identify and feeling comfortable with it. Exactly. Okay. Because I've dated guys before and just, I like guys, but the emotional connection just wasn't there. So yeah. I just felt like, eh, it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and, and so there's different types of coming out. I always feel there's like coming out to, you know, your coworkers, there's coming out to your parents or your siblings. When did you come out to yourself? When do you consider that um, to have happened? I think when I experimented the first time, like with just being comfortable and saying, hey, well, I'll say I'll say my last relationship with a, a guy like at that point, I knew that this wasn't it for me. Like, yeah. I can't date men. So at that point, I decided, hey, something's different here. So mm-hmm. I decided to try something different and live as myself. Yeah. And I. I can't really say live as myself because I never knew that I was going to be gay. I had no idea. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. Well, no, same. <laughs> I get it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so can you, so even though, like I said, I mean, same, I also was like, Oh, look at what yeah. I about myself at almost 30. <laughs> Great. So <laughs> it felt um, comfortable. It felt na- more natural. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and what you said really resonated with me because I was also like the first sort of dot connected for me, so to speak was in a, my last relationship with a guy. And I was like, uh, uh-uh, nope, <laughs> this, mm-hmm. isn't, this isn't it. And, but then I guess what I want to ask you about is, so it's like, okay, this isn't for me. Like, it's not men. What, though, made you realize, for me, it's women? Like, to actually make that last leap, like, okay, you're away from men. How did you get to, I'm interested in women? And can you remember the first time you felt attracted to a woman? Yes. Um, for me, it's emotional connection. Um Without that emotional connection, everything else just won't mesh. You can have all the sex in the world that you want. You can hang out as much as you want. You know, you can do all these things together with a person and share that space. But if the emotional connection is not there, then it won't work. So as I experienced those things with a woman, my first girlfriend, um, it opened up a new level of love. It was like a level up. So that for me made me realize, hey, I'm really happy in this space, Mm -hmm. more happy than I was in in my other spaces. So that's what made me feel like, okay, this is what I prefer. Yeah. Okay. Um, And so then how did you set about dating women? You said you were were on your third girlfriend (laughs) when you came out, but what was that? First time, for example, um, asking a girl out or expressing feelings to a girl, what was that like? Well, the first time, my first girlfriend was a really bold um, 
meeting with her because I knew that this girl worked at a certain restaurant and I was like, hey, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to talk to this girl and then I'm going to see if it works. So that's yeah. exactly what I did. I went into the restaurant. She was a server or, or something at that restaurant and um, I left my number. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And <laughs> she ended up <laughs> she ended up calling me and that was my first time ever I guess they say trying uh, yeah. a woman. Okay. <laughs> so I was very bold. I knew what I wanted and I was like very confident and I was going to do it. And if I got rejected, I was okay with that. I, I needed to see. Right. Right. Okay. And so let's like skip ahead a little bit to after you came out, did anything change for you after that in terms of how you viewed yourself now that you're finally out to your parent or to your, well, to your mom and your brothers, um, like just how you related to the world, did any of that kind of change for you? It did. Um, just learning how to love period, um, mm-hmm. was different for me because I feel like when you're lo- doing something that you're not completely comfortable with, you miss things or you don't love it completely. So that new new type of relationship was different and it was new for me and and I love that. That changed me a lot. Um, I started to be more affectionate, more emotional, um, just things in myself that I never knew was there yeah. came out. Okay. So... And so who was around you at this time in terms of your friends? Like, I know a lot of people (laughs) that I've been speaking to, they already had friends who were like, maybe also trying to figure themselves out or, you know, everybody was, everybody was kind of gay, but nobody was saying, uh, some people only hung out with guys. Like, what was your sort of circle of friends? Like, and also, um, just for a timeline for the people listening, like about what age is this for you? Ooh, this is like... 20s, 21, 22. So this was definitely a fun period in my life. So that's exactly what I was doing. Yeah. Um, I had like a couple of close friends at that time. I had different groups of friends that I would hang out with. Um, but um, all girls, maybe one guy, one questionable guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um and we were living life we were having fun mm-hmm. um ooh, those are the good old days <laughs> yeah. I feel like you just went somewhere in your mind it's like yeah I'm glad it's like you had a good time yeah. um so you had supportive friends so that's absolutely good. okay did you already know where to go and like where to find women you were interested in dating or I mean well you were with a girlfriend at this time but were you was it important to you to find lesbian spaces or queer spaces um to party to fellowship as black people like to say (laughs) (laughs) um not as much not as much I think when you're younger you are more um malleable with social environments so I really didn't care that much. I can hang out in um, all types of crowds and cultures. So that that wasn't as much 
of um, importance to me then as it is now. Now I want to be around more people that are like me that understand me more. So they don't offend. I don't offend them and they don't offend me. Yeah. What changed? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you need um, <laughs> sometimes you just get tired of people not being comfortable. Like if you're yeah. not comfortable, then you shouldn't be here or I shouldn't be around with you, but I'm not going to box myself into not be myself. You know what I mean? I want to be myself and I want people that are like-minded like me. So I think hanging out, nothing, not to say anything bad about straight people. I love straight people, but some people just aren't comfortable and they make it weird. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. Still weird. <laughs> and we don't like weird stuff. Like men still hit on straight women and that makes friendships weird. So it's just like, I'm just going to keep my space, hang out here, hang out with the LGBT crowd. And okay. that's it. Right. And so like, where are you living now? Uh, I live in Atlanta. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I just did an interview with someone else in Atlanta. And can I tell you, <laughs> they said... Atlanta, this is a quote, they said, Atlanta is an interesting place to be queer. And I said, and that was in response to me saying, oh, Atlanta, that's a fun place to, 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 be, to be gay. And they were like, it's an interesting place. <laughs> so what is your take on Atlanta? I know it gets kind of labeled as a sort of gay oasis in the South. It is. It is. I can say that it's very gay, but it is a place for people to have fun, mm -hmm. not date. <laughs> oh, okay. Not date. Dating can be challenging um, because most people are young and they might not be on the same page. So you really, uh, it depends. It depends on who you hang out with. Yeah. So, because some people are, you know, party crowds, but you have a lot of people who are responsible and taking care of things and adulting. So I'm in an adulting stage, so I am not going out to every party wanting to hang out every night. No, I want to go to uh, poetry night. I want to go look at some art. I right. want to go hike a trail. Like, so it's, it's different. You have different crowds that you could be around. Okay. Yeah. So that's nice that you have options. Um, yeah. I think, and, and this is a segue to a question about you, so I'm not going to continue to talk about that. <laughs> interview but I'm interested in the fact that I got two um two folks from Atlanta in the same day but I think her thing was that she identifies more as queer and felt that Atlanta is very gay as it's like yeah. different from being queer how do you identify like what words do you use to think of yourself and you know how does that affect how you move through the world and, and sort of relate to the world around you uh, it's very cliche because I know people get tired of hearing this, but I identify as me. <laughs> um, a lot of people box, box you in and say, hey, you're STEM or you're femme, you're a stud. A lot of people call me a stud because I'm very feminine, mm -hmm. um, but I identify as me. I, I don't... Um, Wait, call you a stud because want, you're very feminine? They call me a STEM because I dress oh, STEM. masculine, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm feminine. So... Okay. It's uh when you get into labels and all of that, it kind of boxes people's identity in. And I don't want to be that. I want to be myself. I want to be categorized as Aisha and Aisha only. So 
um, I, 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 that's how I feel about it. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And and so then my question would be, if you're just Aisha and you're like, I'm not picking a label, what made you think, okay, I want to do this interview for a black lesbian podcast? Um, and that's not that's a trick a question. question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not. Because I feel like you and I can relate in some way. I'm a lesbian, you're a lesbian. So at the end of the day, um, we're supporting each other in, in one way or another. Yeah. So being that I can share my story and you're taking other person's story that may be similar or alike or different, um, we're all group together as far as black women yeah and right. supporting black women so at the end of the day i am going to support you and i want to share my story as well yeah yeah um so i've been thinking a lot recently as this um project develops about like should i should i back off of the sort of strict branding as lesbian because that seems to be kind of disappearing as a, a more commonly used word. People seem to favor, like e even women seem to favor gay or queer um, or, you know, Aisha, <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> the label. on me. Right, on me. Um, and so then I was like, well, I want to tell this story and I want to talk about people who for whom that label still resonates, even if it's not when they actively use. And so I'm just interested in your thinking around the word lesbian and like, what is your impression of it when you hear it? And um, yeah, I guess that's really the question. Um, I think it's both good and bad. Good because we do get to identify and people know who we are and, you know, know what this culture brings. But in a different way, I feel like we can be criticized and I'm trying to think of the word, mm -hmm. <laughs> but people look at us in a negative light or sh shed, shed negative light on, yeah. yeah, us being gay or lesbian or, you know, whatever we may be, it sometimes sheds a negative light or, or shines a negative light on us that, mm -hmm most people don't want and that's why like I choose to identify as whatever I am what however you perceive whatever your perception is then that's what it is but sometimes I feel like when people do label themselves that it can bring apart a negative light yeah. um like trans transgender is something that the moment a person says that they're transgender it may offend and cause that person to be harmed or right. just a lot of stuff and it just it's just it's sad nowadays it's really sad yeah yeah that's interesting I do think there's a history in the black community specifically um or especially about um of kind of suppressing identity like not naming the thing um right there's some level of safety afforded to you if you don't like pick a label that is 
stigmatized. Um, right. And everyone's just kind of willing to just ignore um, <laughs> evidence as long as you don't name it. I mean, you know, like we've all been to church and like the choir director. Exactly. Because you know, it's, it's like, eventually that's the true equality is not being identified as anything except for you. So yeah, it's a luxury. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I hadn't really thought of like not naming yourself as anything as um, a privilege that people might want to embrace, but that makes a lot of sense to me. So yeah, exactly. okay. well, thank you for that. Um, so um, I'm always interested in the ways that identity of like affects how people move through their life in different ways. And so we talked about your coming out. We talked about your um, sort of family relationships a bit. Um, now I'm kind of interested in two things. I'll start with dating. Um, and you can, <laughs> you can tell me to mind my business at whatever point. Yeah, wipe this one away. Um, at whatever point you, um, at whatever, whatever point feels comfortable for you. But um, when, when thinking of women who present as more masculine, um, as you were describing earlier, but you're very feminine in how you, um, in how you see yourself and how you behave, you know, so to speak, right? Um, does that show up in the kind of women who approach you? Does it show up in strange ways with gender roles, because that's still an issue, even in lesbian relationships or queer relationships, like how does that impact your dating life and your relationships? Ooh. <clears throat> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, because I'm masculine, the gender role thing is definitely something that's, that presents itself in my relationships. Um, but I try to shy away from it. Um, I truly believe that if you are a good person, mm -hmm. that just be that. Right. I mean, and do what you want to do for your partner. So why try to be the man in the relationship or wear the pants in the relationship? I'm like, no, if you are, you're good at deciding or I, and I'm good at at cooking and cleaning that's what I'm going to do and I'm a woman anyway so I'm very domesticated so I like to cook clean um <laughs> yeah so I, mean, I, I I don't think that's everyone <laughs> like, like oh no you can do all that thanks um, exactly and I'm a Virgo so I'm very nurturing too uh, so mm -hmm. <laughs> you said oh no <laughs> no no I said oh yeah like, oh yeah yeah, and also like very organized and exactly. So I like to I like to do that for my partner. I like to be romantic, and I'm gonna do those things regardless. That has nothing to do with the gender role. If mm -hmm. I was a guy, I'd probably still be soft. They'd probably call me soft. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. I definitely, I think that impacts my relationship. I do get approached by feminine women more often, but I've dated what they call studs. So I've, I'm very fluid in my, my dating. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. And what about at work? That's the other thing that I'm curious about is whether, 
how you present and how you how you show yourself to the world shows up in your work or impacts the work you do um and you can also of course tell tell the people what you do (laughs) (laughs) um right now i'm a truck driver but i used to work in the corporate realm as well so I dress up as me and I come to work as me. So I'm going to wear some khakis and a button down and um, I just show up as myself. But I like to, I like to be, I don't hide who I am from people. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very relaxed and okay with and comfortable with who I am. So I don't think that it bothers people. People just don't act weird. <laughs> Which, it's like an advantage to be more like masculine, quote unquote, presenting in an industry like um, like trucking, right? Is maybe more feminine. Um, Nowadays, these men that are trucking, they don't care if you present as masculine, feminine, they are on the way. They don't care. They will watch you walk from one location to the next and just stare at you. So it's very, uh, yes, (laughs) it's very weird. (laughs) Really? This is a a very male saturated um, type of business. So yeah, it's expected. Yeah. Um, so then just kind of like reflecting on what's been sort of advantageous to you or what experience have, experiences have been advantageous to you in terms of forming your identity. Like, are there any sort of moments you can think of in your life that are kind of critical and helping you come to understand yourself as, as you do today? Um, just being okay with you and learning along the way. Um, a lot of people are living their life as homosexual, but not being okay with it. Yeah. So I think that that really holds a lot of weight in how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you don't overcome those things, it can become a really rough situation for you. Yeah. So um, in my situation, like, immediately I was able to accept myself as I am and ask for forgiveness and repent and just know that this is this is me and I can't change who I am or how I am for anything I've tried to change it but it's just in you and and I've accepted that what are asking for forgiveness and repenting for what um I mean everyone says that this is a sin and it's a sin but I, th- I think it's a sin. Oh, I think it's a sin, but yeah, but <laughs> there are millions of sins. If we live being afraid to sin, we won't mm-hmm. live at all. So yeah. you have to ask for forgiveness, even if it's not just being homosexual, like the things that you do in relationships and how you treat people. Sometimes you have to ask for that forgiveness as well. So mm-hmm. I've done some bad stuff as a lesbian and some bad stuff as a heterosexual. So it's just like, I still have to ask forgiveness for doing things and also allowing things to be done to me. So, yeah. And so wait, and so do you think of yourself like before you came out as heterosexual and then when you came out as 
um, gay or a lesbian or 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 a me, as you put it, um, <laughs> right? Like, um, like, is there a before and after for you? Because, and I'm only saying that because, like I said earlier, like you and I had similar experiences in terms of like not knowing until we knew. And, right. But I, I think of myself as having been like gay all along, but just like unbeknownst to me, you know? Same. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, same. Yeah. I okay. felt like I was gay all along, but I did not do gay things. You know what I mean? Right. So I wasn't looking at other girls or giving girls extra attention. Like my friends were my friends and that's just what they were. And yeah. it wasn't until I chose to explore more that I decided that that was for me. Yeah. So, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because like we, we just met. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's like it seems like you prefer to, to see yourself and other people just as, like, come as you are, you are who you are, you know, like, leave the labels at the door. And so, exactly. maybe, okay, so, it, like, is there maybe a part of you then that, like, uh, resent isn't the word, but, like, is kind of annoyed that you have to explain anything at all when it comes to your sexuality? Um, in a way that people who who identify as straight or who are more like sort of hetero conforming um, don't have to? Like, does that feel burdensome to you or is it just sort of a part of your life? Yeah, it's just a part of my life because everyone has their own experience. So I can't tell you, even though we share similar stories, I can't tell you how you should have experienced something. Yeah. Or I can't tell your story, you know? So I am very open to people just, you know, being who they are, explaining their story. If they don't want to share it, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm definitely okay with explaining and not explaining for the people who don't ask. But if you don't ask, I probably won't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so I kind of want to go back to your, like your faith and your shirt says God is dope for people who are listening. Yeah. And we get a thumbs up. It says God is dope too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're God down to the socks over here. Oh, with yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, so what role does, does faith play in your life? And, um, if at all, where's the intersection between like your identity? Is, is, is it safe to say that you identify as Christian? Yes. Okay. Um, and as a lesbian or a queer person? Um, I believe that, I can't say everyone, but mm -hmm. I believe that a relationship with God is important. So throughout my life, like I've had some really tough moments, a lot of uh, depression here recently, like in, within the last three years. And I feel like if I did not seek God in those moments, that there could have, it could have ended tragically. You know what I mean? So I feel like that changed me for better. So yeah. definitely, I don't play about my relationship with God. <laughs> and, um, I don't judge people who don't have a relationship with God because a lot of people um, are spiritual. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't judge people for not having a relationship with God, but would I date them? Probably not because they won't fit with what I have going on, but definitely uh, my relationship with God is, is important to me. Yeah, and, and so it's interesting you live in Atlanta because Atlanta is a Southern city. It's a very Black city. Um, both of those groups, Southerners and Black people, love some Jesus. So, yes. <laughs> right. So, so is it, do you think, um, easier for you to find um, partners or women to date who share your faith, or do you find it difficult? Because I, full disclosure to anyone listening, I since I've been an adult, like since I turned 18, I've lived in northern cities i've lived in well dc dc is arguable dc likes to tell people they're not what they are um and then um and then in new york and so just like these sort of like liberal bubbles where you know it's sometimes not even as as cool to say whether you're a christian or you know like that kind of thing right faith doesn't play as heavy a role in like day-to-day culture as it does in the south and so, and I've never dated in the South, so I'm interested in hearing from you, like, you know, do you, do you find that there are more partners, less? Uh, yes and no. Um, I've been to several churches in Atlanta, and I do find it that sometimes there aren't a lot of gay people in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's different, but when you're accepted, that's how I find like that it's okay because whatever church I go to, I'm always accepted. People pray for you and you just feel welcome. Um, I don't like to feel like, you know, I shouldn't be here because I'm gay or I'm sinning. Like people just give you that death stare. Like, what are you doing here? Like, (laughs) like I haven't experienced that yet. And I even like for new year's one year, I did not enjoy it, but I went to like a gay church yeah um it was very weird what i never went back (laughs) it was a gay pastor oh sorry pastor if you're gonna watch this um but (laughs) i did not like that (laughs) why do you like it um you can feel energy you felt energy right sure and i did not get a good energy when i was there i felt like it was fake aunt to be honest just to be frank about it I just really felt like it was fake and it was more of a a show thing and not authentic and that really bothered me like like the yeah um, that really women or the 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 way people were worshiping or just all of it yeah the worship just all of it together like mm-hmm. I, I I was not feeling it and I went with somebody and I I can't say that they, I don't know if they went to that church in real life um, to actually experience and, and get an actual taste of what, what may occur when they brought me. But when I got there, I was like, "Mm, mm -mm." Oh wait. So this person said, okay, come with me to church. Right. I went to church with someone. It seemed like they had ever even been there. I don't think they had ever been there. Cause if me, Knowing God and having a relationship with God, if I had been there before, I probably that probably would have been a one and done. Yeah, that's interesting yeah. that like the gay church was the one where you felt like things were off and you feel generally like when you go into church, it's like a, a warm and fuzzy welcoming feeling. Exactly. 
well, well, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what to say about that. I'm intrigued. Um, if you're ever there, you got to go there to experience it and see what it's like. It might be for you. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. Okay. Well, I, the reason I asked you about it is um, because I feel like a lot of um, people in the LGBTQ community, um, you know, don't have good relationships with God and, um, a lot of times it's because of how they were treated um, mm -hmm. growing up in the church because of their identity or the shame that was that they associated with their identity when they would be in religious spaces and so they just kind of distance themselves um, and so and so you <laughs> I'm thankful to be talking to you because you you have this really um, healthy relationship with with God or it feels like um like a strong connection with God um and that's kind of like and your identity doesn't affect that um right. did you grow up in the church I didn't I didn't and it's very um it's very weird that and the way that I found God was like in my saddest moments and like, or my, my, my toughest moments and like, yeah. um, I think a lot and, of people find God that way. <laughs> it's like, exactly. <laughs> so I've been to church, but you know, when you're young and you're going to church, it's just like, okay, I'm going to church this Sunday with my, yeah. with my mom or with my grandparents sure. or whatever. But as an adult, I, I really shied away from church and um, when I went through some things in life, I decided to seek God. And that's where I think like a lot of LGBT should start to Is seek God with not in church. Oh, okay. It might not work in church, mm -hmm. but just like a personal relationship between you and with God. Yeah. So you don't have that interference of feeling like someone's judging you or, feeling like an outcast in church, like first seek that relationship between you and God. And then that way, when you do have a church relationship, you know, you might, you'll feel more comfortable. And so for anyone listening to this, who <clears throat> is kind of grappling with their identity with God, wanting a stronger connection to God, um, even as they like reconcile their own identity, like what advice do you have for them or, or what would it look like um, to have a healthy relationship as like an LGBTQ person with God? Like how do you know that you have found God within yourself and that you have a strong relationship with him? Um, the same way people seek spirituality, they uh -huh. should seek God. So there's a lot of people that believe in moons and rocks. Well, not rocks. Uh -huh. I shouldn't say rocks. <laughs> Crystal. <laughs> Cancel that out because I don't want them to come for me. No, but, no. <laughs> uh, crystals. <laughs> crystals and meditating. Those things are important and God is just as important. So if you take the time out of your day to meditate and seek peace and um and things of that sort. Just take the time out and sometimes pray. Yeah. 
Like, even if you don't know what you're talking about, like, if you don't know how to start a prayer, you don't know how to pray, Mm -hmm. just sometimes, if you want to, pray and and talk to God. Um, And that's how you start to just build that relationship. And like I said, sometimes it doesn't have to be inside a church. Mm -hmm. You can literally study the Bible on your own um, and worship and praise God on your own. So starts with you and God. That's it. That's all you need. That's the starter kit. <laughs> <laughs> you and God, that's a very basic starter kit. That's very handy. Um, okay. Well, that's awesome. Um, so I guess like my last question would just be, do you have any, um, any further advice? Cause you just dropped some gems there, but do you have any other advice to anyone listening to this who has recently come out or um, is still struggling with that part of themselves? Um, Anything you'd like to say to those folks? Um, Be patient, be patient. Um, Learning something new definitely takes time. You shouldn't jump in or rush on anything. Um, Definitely take your time, love yourself, love yourself. Yeah. And love yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You will never truly know love unless it starts like with you. Yeah. So yeah, definitely be patient. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not perfect. So don't, don't come for me. Oh no, nobody's Sometimes perfect. I like going to the strip clubs and I like yeah. going to the club. Don't come for me. That's okay. You can be Christian in the strip club. We like, that's right. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being here and, uh, have a good night. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, it's Courtney again. Just letting you know that if guests are comfortable sharing their social media handles, then they will be listed under their posts on Outspoken Noir's Instagram page. Feel free to give them a follow. Thanks again for listening. And until next episode, take care. <laughs>